0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: The Chiefs don't practice today. The rest of the veterans have arrived up in St. Joe, and we have a special announcement for you today on KCSN Update presented by DraftKings. I'm BJ Kissel. Welcome to KCSN Update, your daily dose of Chiefs news from us here at KC Sports Network. It's Tuesday, July 26th. Now, before our special announcement, here's a quick word from DraftKings. Football fans, DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever back in 2012. Now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game. A new shot to win millions in prizes in the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Playing Rainmakers football is simple buy, sell, bid, and win player cards of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions. Build your collection and enter free Rainmaker football contests all season long to compete for millions in draw dropping prizes. Each week, craft your lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and rack up points for touchdowns, receptions, and more like you would in daily fantasy football. The next generation of fantasy sports is almost here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now and sign up with promo code KCSN and click the Rainmakers tile and opt-in so you can be ready for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes all football season long and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code KCSN only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, everybody, I told you we had a special announcement, and we do. Joining us every Tuesday, all season long on KCSN Update, will be this guy from the Chiefs beat. That is Nate Taylor of The Athletic. Welcome, man.
2: Uh, Hello, hello, BJ. How are you doing, man? I am uh, happy to be here. Happy to sort of join the network, uh, I guess, officially for this upcoming 2022 season, so... Um, looking forward to it, man. I, I can't believe that we're actually gonna start seeing like pre- professional football players practice football <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, we talked about that up in Weston a couple weeks ago when we did the podcast that uh, it just felt like finally it needs to get here. Uh, and it's finally here. You get to watch somewhat something that resembles football tomorrow uh, since you'll be up <laughs> at camp uh, on the campus of Missouri Western State University every day, keeping all of us chiefs fans. Uh, updated on what's going on, and we'll aggregate and talk about everything that you guys talk about up at camp here at KCSN, but I'm I'm excited, man, for you to join us every Tuesday, give us your perspective, because having been there for a long time, a while ago, uh, you know how much uh, more information that you can provide and perspective uh, that people on the outside can't provide, and we talked about that before, that you do such a great job at, at kind of understanding the whole picture instead of just kind of seeing one thing and running with it. Uh, they do provide the the perspective that everybody can take something away from. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about this segment that we're going to do every Tuesday because we're going to call it Five Burning Questions with Nate Taylor. Are you ready to get started?
2: I am. And I hope that when training camp really gets going, again, starting tomorrow, that I can be sort of your fantasy football update guy. That I can, okay. give, you an, I, I can give you an idea what the depth chart is. Uh, obviously there will be storylines that sort of follow along for the, for the course of the regular season. And of course, everything sort of leads up to September 11th, but we're starting here. We're starting now and, uh, I'm looking forward to this segment and hopefully people enjoy it as we go through the journey that is the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously being DraftKings, that it would make a lot of sense to add some fantasy flair inside of here <laughs> and some, uh, the daily sports book. We can get into all that fun stuff. Yes. Um, uh, but all right. The first burning question. This one's pretty easy. Why are you joining us every Tuesday during the Chiefs season?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's great. And by the way, BJ really didn't prepare me for these. So these are really uh, real reactions <laughs> off the cup. Um, it's it's a thrill. You know, I've seen you guys uh, for over a year now, really uh, see the updates. Obviously, I'm, I'm really good friends with everybody. Um, but this is, this is really an awesome opportunity. And obviously, we had talked about this sort of partnership even before we went out. Uh, to holiday and had a great time there. I just think, you know, for me, it's a chance to obviously reach your audience and sort of, like you said, inform you guys on what's going on with the team every day. And for me, and hopefully for us at The Athletic, um, it's a great partnership where people can understand just more about what I do from a day-to-day standpoint. Obviously, you can follow our coverage on The Athletic, uh, our app, our website. And of course, um, I get to talk to you every Tuesday, man. Like, I I think there's... You know, there's an understanding that I think most Chiefs fans, I I would hope and assume, that they know that we are obviously close friends. We've been doing this together since I really joined the beat uh, back coming off the 2017 season, uh, that if you're going to, you know, invest and trust two people who know the organization from different vantage points and then give you sort of the insight and the answers you're probably looking forward to for that coming week, um, even starting today, even starting with the idea of, like, what is going to happen in training camp? Uh, no. We're going to take you every step of the way. So I couldn't be more uh, glad that you asked me and I couldn't be more happy <laughs> to say yes. And I, I assume that uh, people will, will enjoy our banter along with our insight.
1: I got to admit the, the one thing that I miss the most um, of being there, obviously the traveling and all that stuff's fun. I work with some great people, but just the, that group of beat writers and just being around everybody. That was just, it was a fun, good group of people to be around. And, you know, we've talked about before of content not being a zero sum game. You know that we can bring you on our platform and promote the athletic, uh, because I believe that if you do good content, that people will support mm-hmm. that. And you've done good content since the day that you arrived on the Chiefs beat, and I've always respected that. It's really easy to get caught up in some of the the catchy things nowadays when it comes to <laughs> digital media, uh, and <laughs> we'll still kind of dip our toe in it a little bit. Um, yeah. But for the most part, like you do good content, and people uh, will through they'll see value in that and that's why i'm excited about this always enjoy talking with you and now we get to do it consistently which makes me feel happy it brings me a little bit back uh to the daily chief stuff which i'm excited about but um let's move on to the second burning question (laughs) this is going to be interested your answer on this one how many straight days are we going to talk about orlando brown not being at training camp
2: oh about 20 (laughs) (laughs) um I I don't know. I'm trying to be, you know, this is where it gets hard for me because, you know, I'm not the one making the decision. Uh, You know, Orlando, uh, if people are not aware of decided not to report to training camp on time, which I believe was 10 o'clock Monday night or last night. So the first team meetings, the first sort of conditioning test, all that's happening today. And then obviously you get sort of the first install that you're going to put on the field for Wednesday's practice, which of course will be available I believe, to only season ticket members. And then the first public practice is going to be Thursday. Um, you know, the most interesting part about all this, BJ, is, you know, we were on Sunday Sound Off on Sunday night uh, on, you know, Channel 41's, the NBC affiliate, their, their sports show every Sunday night. And we were discussing, you know, when is the idea that, that – when is Orlando going to decide to, sh- to really join the team for the upcoming season? And I want to preface this by telling everybody, like, he will – be in uniform in week one. There's really no incentive for him to miss games because uh, if he has a great 17-game season, a great performance in the playoffs, that is to his benefit financially and potentially for his chance to really remain with the team on a long-term contract, even though they didn't get it done uh, this past summer. So when we were on the show, I think we found a really good medium, right? Like I, I chose, you know, sort of August 15th, sort of the day after you know, maybe a couple of days after the first preseason game, like okay, let me see what everybody looks like. You know, I I, I help my body stay mostly well, intact. You know, and I can use two preseason games to sort of get ready for the regular season. You sort of push it a little bit farther. You said, hey, uh, the calendar tells all of us that the last <laughs> practice in St. Joseph is August 18th. Mm-hmm. Why don't we show up on August 20th? <laughs> like, just, why don't we just <laughs> why don't we just skip camp in its entirety? He's so, six seven, three forty.
1: 340. He doesn't need to go sleep in a dorm room bed if he doesn't have to.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he has been through this once. You, know, right? you no. know, last year he went through camp. So he has a general idea of what is expected or what he needs individually to get ready for the season. Now, one thing Creed Humphrey said yesterday, BJ, that I think is poignant is the idea that an offensive line has to jail, has to build yeah. continuity, has to build confidence together through repetitions, whether that's in practice at training camp, or in these preseason games where you get a a close snippet as to what it's like to compete against another group of guys on the defensive line. So he will miss that. But I think in terms of the storyline, we're going to talk about this for about 20 days. I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm sort of preparing myself to give an Orlando Brown update about every day to every third day, uh, depending on how this story sort of develops. It's kind of a mini saga is the way I'll sort of describe it for like fan purposes. Um, Who's going to play left tackle? For the first rep tomorrow, uh, I will obviously inform fans of that via Twitter and and The Athletic, but I just think this is going to go on for a while just because I don't think the Chiefs have a great solution without Orlando Brown, and I think Orlando Brown probably knows that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing in the benefit of having Joe Tooney. You have a veteran left guard uh, who plays right next to you to where all those points that you make. It's not like we're talking about a rookie left guard who needs to learn how to play next to somebody. Joe Tooney is a right. professional in that way. But at the same time, Joe Tooney is – I think he was graded by Pro Football Focus as the best like pass-blocking left guard in the it's NFL hard, last yes. year. Do you need that guy to step out and play tackle? If you have Joe Tooney repping at left tackle – I don't know if that's a great sign for what they think as far as when Orlando Brown is going to be there because I'd want that guy repping the position that he's going to play when the games matter if they're confident that right. Orlando Brown is going to show up. So if it's Jaron Christian, if it's somebody else that's stepping out and playing that left tackle spot um, or Evan Kizarzak, uh, the new guy, um, who, put knows? Him out who, who knows what's going to happen. But, who I mean, but hey, but need those bodies.
2: Be, right. I, I, I'll be honest here. You know, when the team signed Roger Johnson You know, his sort of thought process, much like Christian was like, hey, he's going to be sort of the swing tackle. He has experience at both positions. Uh, You may need him in a pinch or for a start, you know, spot start if someone's injured for a week or two. Um, We're going to get a lot of Roderick Johnson sort of snaps. And I'm interested to see how he fits within the framework. But yeah, I I think your point is completely valid, BJ. Like, if we all assume that Orlando Brown's going to play week one, why? why put Joe Tooney through the process of playing a position that maybe realistically in his mind, he knows it's less than 10% that I'm going to face the Arizona Cardinals in this sort of context. Um, And he is one of the best up guards in the league. He's the highest paid left guard. You have paid him to do a specific job, let him sort of focus in on that. Um, But look, there's leverage in all of this. There's a little bit of give and take. Uh, I think Andy Reid, Specifically, use Joe Tooney as sort of a motivation, as a tactic, as a tool to try to tell Orlando Brown, please come. Can you just come? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want I don't, wanna, I don't have to say Joe Tooney can do it in a heartbeat. But like, what are my yeah. other options to motivate you to get you to come here when we can't necessarily find you because you haven't signed a franchise tender? So, yeah. I I love the idea of like some fans will get sort of a guttural reaction to like oh my goodness, it's August 14th, it's August 20th. why are we still talking about Orlando Brown? Well he plays one of the most important positions <laughs> on the team because he's yep. protecting the blind side of the f- greatest asset in the franchise's history in Patrick nice. Mahomes. That's why it's important. So it's less about the person specifically with Orlando Brown, but it's more about how does he fit within the whole context of what the Chiefs are trying to do when you know the quarterback is the most important person in the entire organization.
1: Yeah, my money would be on uh, that that Monday after that Washington second preseason game. As soon as they break camp and get back to Kansas City, it's still considered camp, but it's away from St. Joe and it's back at the practice facility. And that gives them, I think we figured out like 20 days, just under three weeks to get ready for that uh, that week one matchup against Arizona on September 11th. Uh, so that as far as like you pick a date and you get the board and you start putting wagers on it, like my date yeah. is that that Monday, uh, August 20th. But all right, let's move on to the third burning question we have here for Nate Taylor. And again, if you appreciate, you like this content, it's a new series for us. Please like and subscribe to this video on YouTube if you're watching the video Uh, Go ahead and do that. And drop a comment on anything you want us to to answer next Tuesday when we've got Nate on. Drop us those questions. Let us know what you're thinking.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a
1: member FDSE. All right. Third question. What Chiefs player or which Chiefs player has the most pressure on them to succeed this year?
2: The more I think about it, BJ, and I've written this in The Athletic uh, about a week ago, I, I think because of where he was taken in the draft, because the competition at his position, I, I really do believe it's Clyde edwards Um, and I know the fellas in the lab are really interested to see how he looks in <laughs> training camp, specifically the preseason yeah. game. Shout out to my guy uh, Kent Swanson. Like I, I'm fascinated to get Kent's perspective because I already know he's sort of triggered <laughs> anytime you mention <laughs> yeah. Clyde edwards alaire um, and it's okay. It's okay. He's a first it's round.
1: form, yeah.
2: The first round running back. It's all right. You didn't take him at fifteen. You took him at thirty-two because you won the Super Bowl. So there's there's a bit of a difference. You understand the context, but this has got to be it. And when I talked to Clyde in June, really for this article, he sort of expressed that you know there's urgency that needs to be there. um, That this is really the first chance for him to have a more traditional lead up to the NFL season. There's no injuries. There's no COVID restrictions. You know, he went through a real legitimate offseason program to get as many reps possible to prepare you for training camp in the, pre- in the preseason. But the team also signed Ronald Jones. And I think Ronald Jones is a first. He's, Ronald Jones is really the first legitimate veteran who I believe puts pressure on who's going to be the starter, who's going to get the majority of the snaps uh, or the touches from that position. And Ronald Jones has played with, you know, Tom Brady and won a Super Bowl. Like, he's, he's accomplished. In some ways, you could say he's just as, if not more accomplished, than what Clyde Edwards-Alaire has done. And, yes, he's a, he's a bit of an older player. He's a real veteran. Um, but this the time is now. I know people said that Clyde Edwards-Alaire should be used more in the passing game. Uh, let's see if that happens. There's a whole question about his durability because he is one of those shorter running backs in the league. Um, there are players who obviously feel a lot of pressure. Uh, we just finished talking about Orlando Brown. Whenever he comes back, there will be immense pressure on him but that's mostly individual in the decision that he made financially to sort of say, I want to bet on myself in a mm-hmm. contract year on the franchise tag." Mm-hmm. I think for the future of Clyde versus Alaire's career, this is really a pivotal point and you hope he has success, but he's got to be more consistent. He's got to be more durable and he's really got to prove his worth so that the chiefs don't necessarily have to turn to a guy like Ronald Jones and say, here are the keys to the position. And if he runs with it, then that really changes the trajectory of your future.
1: Yeah. Offensively, I would have absolutely said that. I was thinking the same thing. And defensively, uh, it's not pressure in that way, but it's it's Juan Thornhill for me. I think Juan mm. has all of the, the athleticism. He's got all the traits, the knee injury, uh, put a hamper um, on him yeah. at a time where he was really going to take the next step, I thought. Uh, we knew about his ball skills. He came in, what, two years ago. Uh, he had gained some way, some good weight. He came in a little bit bigger. I think he's actually been mm-hmm. down. He leaned out a little bit. I actually ran into him at Quick Trip <laughs> about a oh, month nice. ago. He's get, he's <laughs> to to, we don't live too far from each other, and we we pass each other. In Quick <laughs> Trip. And he looks like he had, he had leaned down a little bit. So uh, I'm excited to see. I think I, I was a Juan Thornhill believer before that draft. I was excited when they took mm. him, um, and he had really started to click. He came down. He was helping in the run game. We knew about the ball skills. So I think it's a big opportunity for him to come back healthy, um now that you know tyrant's not there anymore so right and you know, he's got his role and he can you know speak up a little bit more and all those things and those dynamics inside the room that they do make a huge difference but yeah that's the guy for me um all right let's move on to number four and that's which chiefs player may make the pro bowl that nobody else sees coming right now nate except for you it's a chance for you to put your stamp on a guy and be like that dude's <sighs> gonna step up and make some plays
2: it, this is really a tough question you know um I, I think it, I'm thinking more on the defensive side of the ball because I think it's mm-hmm. harder for, to project the guy sort of having a breakout year on defense because they don't score touchdowns, they don't they don't <laughs> they don't get you know big highlights or first downs or you know obviously when they get their hands on the ball it's really a rare opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, to your point about Juan Thornhill, uh, he he sort of put this on himself. He wants to make the All-Pro team, let alone Pro Bowl. Yep. So we'll see where that goes with him. I would say that I'm still pretty bullish on Need. Sneed. Um, and I think that there's a lot of conversations in the league in terms of scouts uh, and other coaching staffs. So I really like the skill set that LaJarrius Sneed has had. Um, I was really high on him last year, and they put him in that sort of dual, hey, you play on the outside, you sort of come down, you know, you be that nickel defender. Um, he struggled with it at times, but he sort of got better as the season went along. Um, and I think, you know, for a year three with him, there will be a lot of responsibility just because he's probably their best cornerback um, mm-hmm. on the roster right now. Now, obviously, we'll see what happens with Trip McDuffie, the, the first-round yep. pick this year. But I, I like LeJarius Need to maybe get you know six or seven interceptions. It's a passing league. If that's sort of a, a, a path towards a Pro Bowl, um, yep. you know, we just saw what Diggs did with Dallas last year. So um, they have a slightly different skill set, but I like the idea of hey, if this defense can't get home the way that probably most Chiefs fans would like them to. You're going to have to be excellent in the secondary. You're going to have to create turnovers. And turnovers really are the name of the game on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. So if LeJarrius Snead can uh, get a few more of those, hey, maybe take one back to the crib for a touchdown. Um, all those highlights, all that consistency, uh, I think it leads to a chance for him to make a Pro Bowl where you say, hmm, you know, I, I, I assume Chris Jones was going to be great. But, you know, yeah. his teammate – in, you know, are they still doing it in Vegas, Hawaii, wherever they are, but is wherever his they're, t- they're going to be teammate, there.
1: Chiefs aren't going to be there.
2: Hey, you know, <laughs> you, worry you, about you, it. That they, is they really
1: still a long way to think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. still get the
2: honor, but like, um, you know, whether it's Willie Gay or luxurious Snead, I would say yeah. those are probably the two that come to mind, but I'm, I'm going to give it to Snead.
1: All right. Snead's a good one. And Willie Gay's been the guy that I've brought up from the beginning that as he takes the next step, this defense is going to go to another level. And I like your point. Just you get interceptions, you get on the radar of people, the casual football fans around the country who really determine whether or not somebody could make a Pro Bowl, people (laughs) talking about him. You're on highlights, you're top of mind. And all of it works together. I think having even a Leo Chanel is going to help and that you've got a rush Sam linebacker who can get pressure on a quarterback, get the ball out a half second early. So the DB can make a play on it. Uh, it all mm-hmm. works together. So whether it's Snead or Thornhill love what you're saying right there. And I love those options. All right. The fifth and final burning question that we have here for the athletics, Nate Taylor on KCS and update. And that is and this is kind of an easy one. Cause you haven't really been up there a whole lot. What's been the best camp moment so far?
2: the best camp moment so far um it's honestly the uh, moment where patrick mahomes really gets to experiment patrick mahomes understands that like i've done these reps enough it's okay like you know he kind of <laughs> yeah. looks at he kind of looks at eric bierami and he's like i'm going to do it you know and <laughs> i think there's i think there's real joy in him really and i'm I'm interested to ask patrick this question but just there's real joy and you can kind of see it from afar the like, telling Matt Nagy, hey, you, you saw me when I was a rookie, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is different now. <laughs> like, I'm Absolutely. a different player. And it's the video that Aaron Ladd from 41 captured mm-hmm. the behind the back, you know, it, it it's it is, it's a great drill because it works on, obviously, hand-eye coordination, but obviously the fluidity of showing, you know, run pass options, you know, sort of, hey, here's what it looks like for play action in the shotgun. And also, if someone just happens to be available in the flat, I'll just, just do one of these, you know. And it's just—it's so fluid. And it was—it was a very impressive throw. That yes, even while there are, are mostly rookies there, there's only 30 guys on the field, so your eyes just sort of gravitate to the to the quarterback. Um, and you go through these drills, and you just see like Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy saying like, "That's it's not the drill.
1: <laughs> it's not what but, we do here." <laughs>
2: but sure. Um, so it was cool that like that video got uh, put out there and it was during a time where we could actually take images. You know, there are sort of yeah. of practice where, you know, we as uh, reporters and, and videographers can't take videos of like 11 men on the field against another 11 men for obviously strategic reasons that you get ready for a regular season and tactics. But in the individual drill, Patrick Mahomes makes it fun for him, makes it fun for the coaches and makes it fun for us who can show it to fans. Uh, who haven't yet made it to St. Joseph? So if you want to come to training camp, if you want to be there in the mornings, if you want to (laughs) sweat and see something incredible for Patrick Mahomes, those individual drills, those those ability to sort of do different things with the ball, he's incredible at it. Um, And it really was the best moment because, you know, uh, the rookies are still getting through that phase of, like, he's my teammate, but also, like, He's so mesmerizingly good. <laughs> like
1: nobody in the Pac-12 ever did that before. So, no, <laughs> what no. am I supposed to do here? Smack like, I don't know. Nobody else can figure it out either.
2: Yeah, so. it'll 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 help you. So just just try to try to try to take something from the rep, even though uh, you probably won't see that on Sunday. Even if you're going up against someone as talented as Kyler Murray.
1: Yeah, we brought I brought this up on uh, Sunday Sound Off when we joined Mick Schaefer and, and Seren, uh on 41. Thanks to the. Fearless producer Nick Jacobs for all, and we love him for all of his help behind yes. the scenes. But um, if you do a go up to camp, make sure you pay attention to the big cameras that the Chiefs have down on the fields with the giant poles on them. There's they rotate every day on which field they're on, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the field that they are going to do the eleven on eleven drills because they want those cameras shooting those drills. They always start with individual and maybe do some special team stuff. So it's normally the second half of practice. But if you're looking at a place to sit and just kind of post up. Check out where those cameras are, and that can help you make that decision. Uh, and also, whenever they get into the special teams, like eleven on eleven stuff, that's when you watch the other field because that's when Patrick Mahomes and Henny and now Nagy being back, they do yep. the quarterback competition stuff, which is always entertaining to watch. Because normally, you get like Travis Kelsey will kind of wander over and start throwing the ball at the you know the crossbar or the the trash cans, whatever they're trying to do. <laughs> that was always a big uh, a big hit as well. So you go up to camp, make sure you're paying attention to everything that's going on. Uh, but they do such a great job camps such as we talked about it before, but camp's such a special experience to get, you'll never be able to get closer. Um, you could be 10 feet away from the defensive lineman when they're down in that corner, doing drills, yeah. listening to Chris Jones uh, and those guys get after it. It's, it's a great experience. I'm going to try to come up, try to be up there Friday. We'll see, Uh, But make sure everybody that's out there listening to this follow Nate Taylor on social media. You can catch all of his work at The Athletic and we will be joined by him every Tuesday all season long here on KCSN Update with the Nate Taylor five burning questions. And again, don't forget to drop those comments. We'll get those questions to him next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Nate, final thoughts before we let everybody go.
2: Just the idea that like, hey, we're going to see 89 men on a field. Uh, we're minus one. That's obviously Orlando Brown Jr. Uh pretty big, pretty big one. But we're gonna see 89 men, and this is really the first glimpse of what the team will look like. Um, you know, this is the first time we can really report um, as media members who's the first team linebackers, who are oh, yeah. the first team wide receivers. You know, who is at left tackle. Um, I'm really fascinated for that because then you're gonna see the fluctuation and the changes. Moving forward about, hey, you know, I can see this positional battle and this guy appears to have the edge for the upcoming season. Um, And I'm just looking forward to obviously meeting fans, saying hello, uh, getting their thoughts on these things as well. I'm looking forward to whatever question comes next week because they (laughs) see something or they read something from camp and they want to get a little bit more information. Um, And so obviously we'll try our best to provide that. But it's um, it's a great time to know we're here. We made it. We're no longer talking about the salary cap a ton. Like, we'll talk yeah. about it, you know, in, in, in small doses. It's just like, you know, but in terms of the overall conversation about the team, it will be about football, and the season is sooner than you think, people. When you really look at the calendar, you go, oh, my goodness. Um, they're going to be playing games that count in less You'll than be.
1: two months those tailgates will be fired up those drinks are Mm going to be cold and it is going to be a really good time really good season one of the hardest schedules in nfl history if we're just going to start throwing around big big terms like that but uh, they've got their work cut out for them this year and it all starts up there at camp and nate will have us covered every step of the way we appreciate everybody for tuning into this video thank you everybody go out there please be kind